Take your Bibles, please, and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. Matthew, chapter 7. Appreciate your prayers during the last week. I'm doing a bit better. I've still got some things that I need to deal with and uh, uh, waiting to see a specialist, but uh, uh, everything's doing a lot better. So thank you for your prayers, and I appreciate Mike Collinsworth, who filled in for me uh, last uh, Sunday. I hope and pray that uh, he was a blessing to you. Uh, I want to talk this morning a little bit about uh, storms. Sometimes we're confronted with storms in our lives, and sometimes people respond differently to those storms. Some people seem to be able to take those storms in stride and others seem to uh, kind of fall apart when those storms come into their lives. And I want to talk to you this morning about how to weather uh, those storms of life and uh, how to uh, build a solid foundation so that we might be able to uh, withstand all of the difficulties and the troubles that sometimes we are confronted with. I'm going to be sharing this story. It's right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Most of you are very familiar with this story, but I hope I can bring some new light and new understanding. It's found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, starting in verse 24. And uh, this is Jesus speaking there. And right at the end, he says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. May God add the blessing to the reading of his word, and let's unite our hearts together in prayer. Father, once again, we come to you tonight thanking you for your goodness and for your love. We thank you for Jesus, and we thank you, God, for this sermon on the mount, the greatest sermon that was ever preached. And um, we just ask you, Lord, to teach us from it this morning. We thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus here is talking about building lives, about building our lives on a firm foundation. If the bottom of your life has ever fallen out, or if it does fall, I want you to go back and check on the foundation. And by the way, while we are studying this, let me say to you that none of us, not a single person in this room this morning, is immune to storms. We're all going to face them. There might be some that are going through a storm in their life right now. 
It may be that there are some that have just gone through a pretty difficult storm, or there may be others that are lying in the path of a storm even now. I want to talk to you this morning on how to weather those storms. And the first thing that I want to share with you today is that we must build on a solid foundation. That's what Jesus was talking about here when he talked about the one who built on a rock and the one who built on the sand. If you're going to weather the storms of your life, you have to erect a sturdy building. That building, like I said, is representative of our lives. Jesus is referring to a house and uh, says that one, that our lives are similar to uh, building a house. When we build our lives, when we build our faith, when we build who that personality is going to be, it's somewhat like building a life. And uh, we are building a spiritual house. And uh, we can't live in somebody else's house. We have to build one for ourselves. So it'd be easier if when we are growing up, maybe we could live in our dad's house or our mom's house or, or our cousin's house or our brother's house. But the truth of the matter is, when it comes to a spiritual house, we all have to live in our own house. We have to build our own house and live our own uh, life. We find here in uh, this uh, 7th chapter of the book of Matthews uh, that Jesus is talking about two kinds of builders. One is a wise builder and he builds his house, his spiritual house, on a rock. And there was a foolish builder who built his house on the sand. Now, if you really look at these two builders, they're not totally different. You'd think that one was wise and one was foolish. One built his house on a rock and the other built his house on sand. You'd think they would be two different builders on the either end of the spectrum, but there's really not that much difference between them. They're not exactly on the opposite end of the spectrum. Both have heard the word of God. They were sitting and listening to Jesus preach this sermon on the mount. They were both there at the same time. They both had uh, heard the word. They both were followers of Jesus Christ. In verse 24, he says, Therefore, they had gone through this entire sermon on the mount, and he says in verse 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. Now, what... You've heard me say many times, whenever there is a therefore, you need to find out what the therefore is there for. And what it's there for is to bring our attention back to what he says in verses 21 through 23. And that's where he's talking about those people that were followers of him. Those people that believed in him. Those people that uh, called him Lord. And it says, many will come unto me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and do mighty works in your name that we would serve you and follow you? 
and be there with you? And Jesus said in that day, I would say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. You know, there's a lot of times when there is a differentiation between those who know Jesus and those whom Jesus knows. And uh, he's saying that there's some that follow him, that do mighty works in his name, that prophesies, that uh, serves him, that he's going to have to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And the thing that made the difference is one was a foolish builder and one was a wise builder. One built their spiritual household on a rock and the other built his on the sand. Uh, Both of these builders had the same purpose. They were going to build a spiritual house. They were going to build a house. They were both in the same place. They were both listening, sitting there, listening to Jesus uh, uh, preach the Sermon on the Mount. They both faced the same storm. If you look starting in uh, verse 25 and then again in verse 26, you see that they go through the exact same storm it's the same description, so they were in the same place, and they all both had the same plan. They had the same purpose, they had the same place, they had the same plan. They wanted to build a spiritual house. Now, as I look at all of you here this morning, just like those two builders, you all look pretty much the same to me, all of you are here in the same place. You have the same purpose. You're listening to the same message. But I wonder, I wonder when the storms come, will there be a difference in the way you respond to those storms? All in the church hearing the same sermon, wanting to succeed, same basic purpose, plan, and uh, place, but between those two houses, there was something vitally different. You couldn't see it by looking at the houses, but there was something vitally different, and it was underneath the surface. It was dealing with the foundation upon which the house was built. The real difference is the foundation that we lay for building our spiritual lives. The rock builder had one way and the sand builder had another way. And Luke says that that rock builder dug deep. He dug deep into uh, and found a solid foundation. He dug down to he came to the rock level and he built his foundation on that rock. The sand builder just laid a slab there on top of the sand. And uh, the sand builder's job was easier. It was quicker. It was probably less expensive. And listen to this, it probably even looked better. It probably was a prettier house. You know why? Because they saved the money that it would take to build that solid foundation and they used it for the amenities on the house. And it may be a, that house may have even looked nicer 
than the one that uh, paid the price and dug deep. And uh, so uh, two kinds of houses similar, but vitally different. You need to build your house, folks, on a solid foundation. And I want to tell you how to do that. How do you build your house on the rock? Because some of us are still in the house building mode. We're still in the preparation and we're still in the, the uh, uh, laying the foundation. And I want to tell you how to lay a solid foundation so that your house will stand in times of storms. Jesus makes it clear if you look there in verse 24. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. See, folks, he's talking about hearing the word of God. That's what we are doing here today. We were listening and we're hearing the word of God. Now, why do we put so much emphasis? Why do I, uh, why am I an expository preacher? Why do I take the word of God? I don't tell a bunch of stories. I don't tell uh, a lot of philosophy and that kind of stuff. I want to get into the word of God I want to preach the Word of God. Why is that so important? Because the Bible teaches that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. The Word of God. And that's where we build. But folks, listen to me. It's, listen to me. All that, that, that sand builder, he was sitting there for the same sermon that the rock builder was. It's not just hearing the Word of God but it's heeding the Word of God. It's doing the Word of God. You can listen to it all day long, but if you don't apply it to your life, if you don't make that Word of God, you don't, you don't digest it, you don't ruminate on it, you don't meditate on the Word of God, you don't make it a part of your life, then you won't be building your house on that solid foundation. You need not only to hear the Word of God, but you need to heed the Word of God. Remember, remember that, uh, uh, that uh, what a passage that I was just sharing with you about verses 21 through 24 about those people. They, they heard everything. They did a lot of, but they didn't, they didn't uh, allow that word to seek into their lives and become one with them. One person who must have been there in the Sermon of the Mount that heard those words of Jesus and never forgot them was his half-brother James. In the book of James, chapter 1 and verse 22, it says James was telling his readers, he says, be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers, not hearers only, but be do doers of the word. Because if all you do is hear the word and never apply it to your life, never do the things that God tells us to do, you deceive yourself. That's what it says. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Any man is uh, deceiving himself 
who comes to church and hears the word of God and doesn't do it, uh, do the things uh, that God is telling him to do. I want you to go over, uh, turn the page and, and go over to James chapter 2, starting in verse 14. One of the most controversial passages in all of the Bible. Now, sometimes people say that the Bible contradicts itself, and I want to take a look at this passage of Scripture because it's one of the most controversial in all of the Bible. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the book of James almost didn't make it in the canon. It almost didn't make it in uh, the, the uh, approved Bible back at the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. The book of James was questioned because it seemed like James was saying something that was just the opposite of what the Apostle Paul said. Let me share with you in James chapter 2, starting in verse 14. It says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which is needed for the body, what does it profit? Though, <clears throat> thus also, faith by itself, excuse me, <clears throat> faith by itself does not have, excuse me, Faith by itself that does not have works is dead. Wow. That's, the Apostle Paul is saying that all, all faith is the only thing you need. And listen, I want to make it abundantly clear here this morning. I want you to understand and absolutely grab hold of the fact that salvation is by grace and grace alone. Grace through faith alone and not of works of any kind. Because this is what the Bible teaches. It is not by works of righteousness that we have done, but it's by His mercy that He has saved us. Those here at Hebron are familiar with Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then Romans eleven sixteen, And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. If it is by works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, works is no longer works. Paul is saying that it can't be both. But you can't have, you can't trust both faith and works. It's one or the other. And he's saying that salvation is by grace through faith. And that alone. But here, James is saying, faith without works is dead. Were they having an argument? Were they really disagreeing? I say no, and this is what I want to shed light on this morning. I'm saying they are not really on uh, uh, in an argument or disagreeing with one another, they're both speaking, I, I, I think it's two sides of the same coin. It's two sides of the same co coin. James 
is saying exactly what Jesus said. Whoever uh, hears these sayings of mine and does not is li- and does them is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. But those who hear my words and and doesn't do them, they're like a foolish man. So James is saying the exact same thing that Jesus said. But this is what we need to understand. We're saved by faith alone. But faith, listen to me. We're saved by faith alone. But faith is never alone. Faith carries with it works. Now let me tell you the difference between James and Paul. Paul is talking about being justified in the eyes of God and James is talking about being justified in the eyes of men. If you look there in verse 18, it says, Someone will say to you, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You can't See, listen. When you look at me, you just see this wonderful hunk of a man that I appear. Right? You can't see the inside of me. You can't see my heart. You can't see my faith. So, the only way you can say, God sees my heart, He sees my inside. But the only way that you can tell if I'm a man of faith is by looking at the things that I do. See, that's what James is doing. James is saying, I can show men, I can show people my faith by what I do. You can't see it any other way. And so, so, see, Paul is saying that we're justified before God. James is saying, I want us to be justified before man. Paul is talking about the root of our salvation. James is talking about the fruit of our salvation. James is, uh, Paul is talking about the foundation of our salvation. And Paul is talking about the building of our salvation. Salvation. So you see, both are talking about the same thing, but they're talking at it from two different perspectives. James is saying if you truly are saved, it's more than just an intellectual assent. It's more than just you're going to be able to see the works that I do. True faith makes a difference in the way that we live our lives. And without true faith, it really, it profits nothing. It takes more than just pious platitudes. It takes more than just saying that you're a Christian. Sometimes I ask this question, how many of you know that if you were to die tonight, you'd spend eternity with God in heaven? Let me tell you something. Knowing for certain is more than just raising your hand. You know, it's more than just saying something. Uh, uh, if you say, I believe in God, look at verse 19. It says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe 
and tremble. You say, I believe in God. Well, so, so does the devil. Uh, let's just suppose. Let's just suppose that the devil decides to come to church. Okay? And let me tell you something. The devil is very comfortable in church. I've seen him in church many times in my 48 or 9 years as a pastor. Let's suppose that he does come to church and we ask him, do you believe in God? Well, certainly the devil believes in God. It just says that. He believes in God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Certainly the devil believes. He knows that he's the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross? Of course, he was right there when it happened. Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? It was the worst day in the devil's life. Of course he knew that Jesus rose from the dead. Will you be active? Oh, yes, I'll be active in the church. I might. Well, we don't have a choir, but I might play in the band or I might preach in the pulpit. The devil can do all of those things, but then you ask him, have you ever submitted your will to God? And he'd have to say no, because he never did. You can say yes to all of those other questions, but not do the will of God. The sand builder, when the storms come, his house falls. If you want to be a rock builder, you need not only to be a hearer of the word, but you need to be a doer of the word. You need to build your house on a solid foundation. That's the first point of my message. My second, don't, don't worry, my second two points are very, very short. The second one is you need to expect storms to come. Notice the storms hit both. It will go back now to out of James, go back to Matthew. If you look at those descriptions of the storm, it says, and the winds, uh, no, and the rain descended and the floods came. I'm in verse 25. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it did not fall for it was founded on a rock. If you look in uh, verse 27, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell. It's the exact same storm that they are talking about. Sometimes we need to understand, we need to realize that we are going to go through storms in life. We need to <coughs> understand that God allows these storms to come into our lives. Sometimes we see people in the midst of the storm, and we say, uh-oh. What, I wonder what they did. I wonder what caused God to send this storm into their life. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've done anything. God allows storms to come into the life of both the righteous and the unrighteous. And, uh, but it's, whether or not, uh, it's not whether or not you have storms in your life. It's whether or not you can stand in the midst of those storms. And the way we do that is not being, uh, not being a hearer only but also being a doer, being a hearer and a doer of the word of God. Uh, for as many as hear my word and does them, to them I liken to a builder who built his house on a rock. 
expect storms to come. And then rest, the third point, rest in the wisdom of God. If you look there in verse 25, it says, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Uh, Luke, in his uh, uh, version of this, said the winds beat vehemently. And the rains and the floods and all of that came. And his house did not fall. And we wonder why sometimes the houses fall. Sometimes they uh, cave in. Sometimes they blow away. It's because if if they do cave in, if they do blow away, it's because they were built on the sands of emotion or the silt of religious activity. And they didn't dig deep and get to the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Remember, remember, two more men were standing in that crowd, were sitting there listening to Jesus. One was Simon Peter, the other was Judas. They both built a house. And uh, if you looked at their houses, they probably looked pretty much the same. But uh, when the storm came... Judas' house fell completely apart, and Peter's house stood. It might have had some damage to it. It might have had some shingles blowed off, or maybe a couple of windows broken. But the house stood tall. His house looks good, and uh, not only on the surface, but it was good on the end. Now, let me say this, and I pray this is... uh, your testimony as well. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. I pray today that everyone here is building your house on a solid foundation. I'm praying that you're building your house on the rock. Now, by the way, when uh, you remember when Peter, Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, uh, and Jesus said, And upon that rock, I will build my church. Peter wasn't the rock. He's not, it's not, Peter wasn't, it's not the house is built on on Peter, but it was built on the faith that Peter had in Jesus Christ and what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the Christ, the son of the living God. And Peter heard that. And he believed it. And when Jesus asked who he was, who do you say? First he said, who do men say that I am? And Peter came up with all kinds of prophets and Elijah. And, and, but he, and then Jesus said, wait, 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 Peter. Who do you say that I am? And he said, you are the Christ. 
the son of the living God. And Jesus said, on that rock, I will build my church. My prayer for each and every one of you here this morning is that you're building your house on that solid rock. Amen? Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us in our lives day by day. I thank you, God, that you do allow storms to come into our lives. But, Father, that you've given us, you've given us a rock, a solid foundation to build our lives upon. I pray, God, that you search the heart of every single person here today and help us to know, God, whether we are building on the rock or we're taking the easy way out and just building on the sand. Oh, God, what a difference that will make when the storms of life come to bear on us. Thank you for this time this morning, God. Do your work in the hearts of people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.